0: But he would throw the ball for this little Frenchie and she would race down the park, grab it, come back. And he would pick her up, scoop her up in his arms and give her this hug. Her head would be on his shoulder and he'd just hug her. And I was like, oh, that guy is so sweet.
1: Welcome to this very special Valentine's Day episode of I Left My Park in San Francisco. And today on the podcast, we're super excited to be joined by our producer, Madison Sink. Welcome, Madison.
2: Thank you, Phil. Happy Valentine's Day. So this podcast episode is all about romance and parks and how both can stir the soul and inspire awe with the proper cultivation and maintenance, of course. Our first story is from Anne Marie, who found true connection on a DuBose Park bench.
3: So 20 years ago, in 1998, I had read a Missed Connections ad in one of the local weekly newspapers and found the love of my life. The ad read, X-Files movie, 624, 10 p.m. Standing behind me, you tiny blonde smiling. Me, not tiny, short red hair. Wanted to smile at you, lost my nerve. When I saw that ad, I was dumbfounded. I couldn't believe what I was reading because I had been at that movie on that date. And I had seen this person standing in line behind me. We agreed to meet in DuBose Park because it was kind of halfway between both of our houses where we lived. You know, it's such a great place because it's the center of this area that's just... Bustling and the culmination of the hate and the Castro and all these neighborhoods that kind of come together in this one park. You know, that's really what it was for us. It was like this was the place that was the middle for us to be able to both feel safe and comfortable. You know, it just was perfect. I walked down to DeBose Park and I sat on the bench outside the Harvey Milk Photo Center, watching the dogs running on the grass and listening to the children playing on the playground, just kind of waiting and hoping that she would show up. I was so relieved when she walked up the path and i was also really relieved when it was her (laughs) her red curly hair and her black bomber jacket just like at the movie theater and we hugged we sat there for a little while talked then we walked out of the park together and that was a long time ago (laughs) but uh we still go to that park now we bring our little dog arnold to that park
2: So since we're on the topic of first dates, I wanted to ask you, what park would you suggest for a great first date?
1: Wow, so many. Obviously, you could go on numerous first dates within Golden Gate Park. But outside of Golden Gate Park, I would suggest a hike on the Philosopher's Way Trail in McLaren Park. This is about a four-mile trail that weaves around McLaren Park, which is one of the city's most majestic and interesting open spaces. And along the trail are a series of musing stations, with quotes from philosophers and thinkers and leaders with great vistas all the way around. And if uh, you don't fall in love after strolling Philosopher's Way trail, then you gotta try with somebody else.
2: Sometimes, love's journey is less like a garden path and more like a winding and treacherous off road trail. Jen met her husband to be at Percita Park, where they both took their dogs. Jen was still reeling from a divorce, and Henry had a girlfriend at the time. <laughs>
0: I didn't know his name, and I didn't know really anything about him, so I just called him Sexy Biker Dude. He had tattoos, sleeves on his arms, and he'd wear a bandana, a leather jacket. And, uh, and he didn't know who I was either, but found out later he would call me Pug Girl because I had my two baby pugs. So during this time, we're friends. We're just friends. We see each other at the park, hanging out. I kind of had a crush on him. I mentioned I had a crush on him. Nigel, my coworker, who's also a Prasida Park person, would text me.
1: So I'd be texting Jen when he would be coming to the park. So Jen would (laughs) rush down here with the dog, casually walking around with the dog. Oh, hi. Fancy seeing you? Yeah, really. What a coincidence.
0: Then it turns out Henry's girlfriend found out what was going on because she walked that little dog down our street and Bella stopped at the door like, are we going in? She rang the doorbell and I answered. And she's like, oh, it's you. Well, the dog stopped here. I was like, oh, well, you know, Henry's walked home with me a time or two, whatever. So she tried to bust us one night. She went through his phone, she found my phone number and she texted me, meet me at the park. It was like four in the morning. I just texted back because it was innocent friendship at that time. Well, I'll see you there, you know, usual time, whatever, you know, is everything okay? What, what's going on? I think the next day she called me and she yelled at me and I'm like, Hey, this is it's just an innocent friendship. Nothing is going on. You know, I'm not stealing your dude. And she's like, you know what? You can have him. I'm out. She said she was done. She took his car. She took some of his chairs. She took everything and the dog. So we waited like a respectable three weeks, met up at the park, went to get drinks, had some lemoncello martinis, I did, and it was on. <laughs>
2: So Jen and Henry are now married with two kids and Genghis the Pug is still bringing them to Presida Park every day. And what I love most about this story is that a few members of the Presida Commuter Dog Park, which is what they called themselves, they even came to Jen's wedding, including Nigel, who we heard earlier and his band played at their wedding and they still see each other all the time at Presida Park where it all began.
1: Wow, dogs, drama, desire, a true park love story. Which brings us to our next couple, Gary and Corey.
2: The plan was a small ceremony with just a few friends, but Gary had concocted something dramatic to rival the view at Corona Heights park.
1: So by and by through sheer dumb luck, I walked up to Corona Heights park thinking that that was kite hill thinking oh yeah this is the spot because i can you know you can see the whole city super magnificent for me you know the city is a place where i you know got to grow up you know i moved here when i was 25 and got to live like all of my adult life here and to make all of my adult life mistakes and kind of come out of that you know the person i am now which is i think is kind of okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) but i think that was uh, you know that was sort of our compromise to like having this big wedding was we decided to just do something personal we didn't invite any friends because we didn't want anyone to feel left out and we wanted the city to be a backdrop i mean that yeah. was important to us i didn't tell Corey. i reached out to his mom and his dad and asked him if they would come participate in our wedding i went to pick Corey up from his apartment on our way to corona heights and uh i walked in and he was just getting his, his little bow tie all all snug and, and i was like i you need to sit down i need to tell you something he was like, what, what? Like, he was, I don't even think he was paying attention. He was just like, what? What are you telling me? No, just tell was, me. <laughs> I
1: was really freaked out about getting ready and making sure everything was perfect and my bow tie was straight and all that stuff.
2: Yeah. So I was like, I, I really need to tell you something. And, uh, and I, I lied about where I was last night. I wasn't, I wasn't at home. <laughs> And he was this like, "What you said?" He was like, "What? Just tell me." And I was like, "I was picking up your mom and dad from the airport. They're meeting us at Corona Heights. We gotta go."
1: Oh my god! I mean, so happy. I'm touched. I didn't find out until after the fact that he had gone and asked each of their permission, you know, beforehand, and like really knocked us out of the park, in my humble opinion. Our other special guest is actually my wife, Emily. Emily and I have been married for twenty years, but our own love story very much centers around our parks.
3: So the weekend of our wedding, we invited all of our friends and family to Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, and we had a big picnic and a big kickball game, which was super fun. And then our wedding was on the day of the San Francisco Marathon, which was so appropriate because we had met running the New York Marathon, and running was such a big part of our relationship and our life. We decided to run the 5K that was part of the San Francisco Marathon, and we invited all of our friends, anybody who wanted to join, to run the 5K with us and uh, one of our really good friends made a t-shirt that said the love run and actually I still have the t-shirt.
1: If Emily and I were gonna renew our vows, I would do one of three places in Golden Gate Park. The first is the casting pools at Angler's Lodge. I do love to fly fish. I just find that spot in the park to be so romantic and so just perfect. I would think about the top of Strawberry Hill in Stowe Lake with a 360 degree view around the city. And then last, and we talked about it earlier, would definitely be the San Francisco Botanical Garden which is so majestic and so many interesting different spots to meet anybody's approach to a wedding or to a ceremony or even uh, horticultural preferences because everything is there. You know I might just have to do it now that we're talking about this. I got the big 25th anniversary coming up in a few years and maybe I will get remarried in one of our parks. All right, well, that's a wrap on this special Valentine's Day episode, Madison. Thank you for joining. Thank you to Emily for joining.
2: Thank you so much, Phil and Emily. I also want to take this moment to say happy anniversary to two of our guests, storytellers today, Anne-Marie and Julie, and also Gary and Corey. They're both celebrating their anniversaries this Valentine's Day.
1: Right on. And if you've got the scoop on fun and quirky stories in our parks, drop us a line on social media. It may be featured in an upcoming episode episode, and don't forget to subscribe. We're now on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. See you next time on I Left My Park in San Francisco. That's it for today. Now
3: get out and play.